Uh, Swag's playing some Arkham Knight. It's always a good time. Yep. And if you haven't, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the table. <laughs> if you guys don't know, uh, I am Antonio Padilla, your host. Uh, with me is Mr. Swagtastic Swag. Say what's up. What's up? That's right. Like I said, he's playing Arkham Knight right now. Um, if you're not following him on his YouTube channel, please do so. Uh, he's doing, he's going through all the Arkham games right now. You just finished Arkham City, right? Yep. So cool. this is, this should be uploaded soon. That's right. So yeah, go check him out. He's always doing awesome, interesting stuff. Little preface to today's episode, Cliff is out. Uh, he's actually going to be taking some time off, uh, you know, I always say on the show he's a very busy boy, and he is, and, you know, he said to me that he needs to take some time off to get his bearings, because he's spread himself a little thin, which is understandable, and it's all good. I told him to take as much time as you need, you know, get your head right, get get back in the right space, and let me know when you're ready to come back, and you can come back. So, yeah, you know, Cliff, we love you, we miss you. But again, take all the time you need, man. It's good. It's, it's all good. You always have a place here when you're ready to come back. All right. Now, boy, did, interesting news week. <laughs> interesting yeah. news week, to say the least. Uh, this week, we got stories ranging from the bizarre involving a, a Walker, Texas Ranger reboot, <laughs> <laughs> which we are going to talk about because it's weird. And, you know, to, like, some really awesome follow-ups, uh, one involving Spider-Man, and um, just bombshells all over the DC universe, whether it's TV or movies. So there's a lot of news to get into this week. So let's get into it, folks. Um, uh, at the top, real quick, I want to talk about... I'm going to give a shout-out to... If you guys haven't seen this trailer, it's a trailer for a movie called Uncut Gems. Swag, I know you haven't seen it yet. You'll check it out. Let me know what you think. But uh, Cliff actually was like, you got to check out this trailer, man. And so I checked it out, and boy, did it blow my socks off. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was not what I was expecting. It's an Adam Sandler movie, and, like, believe me, I probably had the same reaction you guys just had, <laughs> where you heard Adam Sandler, and you're like, ooh, uh, I don't know if I want this is the Adam, I was telling Swag, this is the Adam Sandler that I actually really like, where he's doing, like, serious, dramatic acting work. And, you know, we, we only see him do this a couple times every decade, uh, which is a shame, because he's really good at it. But, yeah, go check out this trailer. It looks amazing. It's, uh, he plays sort of this, um, I don't know really what to call him, but kind of a slimy... Kind of scumbag, like, uh, uh, it's called Uncut Gems. I'm assuming he's some kind of, like, a diamond broker or something. But, like, yeah, he, like, gets himself into some trouble. And you can, you can, you can imagine how, it, how that would, uh, you know, how that sort of thing would go down. But, like, visually it looks stunning. It looks amazing. Swag, it has sort of that neon aesthetic that you and I were talking yeah. about a while ago. So it looks really cool. I mean, visually, it looks amazing. And, um, again, just to see Sandler do some real acting, I'm always on board. I'm here for it. So, yeah, go check out that trailer. Uncut Gems. Looks good. Looks really good. I'm definitely going to be checking that one out. 
when it drops. All right, let's get into uh, the news because there's, like I said, there's quite a bit of it, and some of it's pretty weird. We're going to lead with one of the weirder ones. <laughs> this week, we got news. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Supernatural's ending with this season. So our boys, uh, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, have to line up some new work. Or maybe they don't. They could live off residuals if they wanted. They really could. That show ran for, what, 15 years? <laughs> They're good. They're good. But um, I guess Jared is not... He's not He's not um, satisfied with just living off residuals. <laughs> because uh, Jared Padalecki, according to an article from Deadline, is going to be starring in a reboot. Of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> this is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Um, those of you who aren't aware, Walker, Texas Ranger is a character that Chuck Norris played in the 90s on television. It was a TV series. And it's like, it, it prop, like you could probably imagine what the show was like if you've never, like if I just told you, 90s TV series starring Chuck Norris. <laughs> The show you imagine in your head, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it has a cult following, and I'm not going to lie, I did watch it a little bit when I was growing up, but I was never like a diehard fan of it, because it was kind of weird, even for me. Um, but yeah, so the, the article from Deadline says, there is a new Walker Texas Ranger in town. Supernatural star Jared Padalecki is set to headline and executive produce Walker, a reimagining of CBS's long-running 1990s action crime series, Walker, Texas Ranger, I Have Learned. Uh, the project, written executive produced by Anna Frick. Oh, Anna Frick. I like her. Um, executive produced by Dan Lynn and Dan Spilo? Spilo? I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I apologize. It is being shopped by CBS TV studios. I hear the CW... Of course. Home of Padalecki's <laughs> long-running series, Supernatural, has emerged as a leading contender for the new show. Uh, with CBS, which aired the Chuck Norris starring Walker, Texas Ranger, also considering the possibility. Um, so, yeah, it just, it just seems like it's going to be an updated version of that show from everything that's on here. You know, I'm just kind of skimming it. Because, like I said, there's not a whole lot of um, details about it at the moment, just that it looks like this is something that's going to happen. Like I said, very weird. I don't know who was like, hey, we should do a new Walker Texas <laughs> but, um, but it's happening. So, And like I said, I know that original show has a, a cult following, so I'm sure, I'm sure half of them are like, yes, more Walker, and some of them are like, no, not unless it's Chuck Norris. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'll definitely, you know, keep an eye on it, see what, because it could be amazing. Yeah. You know, it could be awesome. Then again, it could suck. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, so that was a story that broke this week. And like I said, just very, very interesting. So yeah, so that's happening. And um, yeah, just weird. I thought it was worth noting. It's, because again, like Jared has, he, he's got roots in the nerd world, so you know, shout outs to him. Um, I really don't know what else to say about Swag. Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts? On this? Not really. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I was just sort of talking to him. Like I, Swag has no idea. I don't think he's ever seen a second of the Walker Texas Ranger. So yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that happened this week. Very weird. Very, very weird. 
Uh, another story that broke, again, involving television and the nerd world. You'll remember a couple months ago, we talked about how there was a Ghost Rider series in development at Hulu to star Gabriel Luna, who played the character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I was very excited for this. Well, uh, it, as it would happen in my life, anything I get excited about usually um, is too good to be true, and that seems to be the case here. Uh, so they're not going forward with the series, which sucks. <laughs> I was really looking forward to it, because I like Gabriel Luna. I like his take on the character. He played the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider. Um... Yeah, uh, article from Deadline, again, uh, exclusive, Hulu has opted not to proceed with Marvel's Ghost Rider, its planned live-action series starring Gabriel Luna. Hulu, in May, picked up two new live-action series from Disney, sibling Marvel Television, Ghost Rider, and Hellstrom, to premiere in 2020. While Marvel's Hellstrom is on track, I hear Hulu and the Ghost Rider team had reached a creative impasse, which could not be resolved leading to the streamer's decision not to move forward with the series. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I don't know what that could be, what sort of creative differences led to them saying, like, hey, we're not going to do it. So, um, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I haven't really heard any, like, um, behind-the-scenes gossip, so I really don't know what to say about it, other than what I've read in official articles. So... That sucks. That really sucks. I was really looking forward to that one. Uh, especially because I was... You know, I, I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but what I've seen from what they did with the character on that show, I was really impressed. And like I said, I, I love Gabriel. So. That sucks. But I mean, he's got Terminator coming yeah. up, so... <laughs> so he should be fine. He should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So... And um, one of the, the, this was not really a story, just really cool. I wanted to talk about real quick. Swag, he just saw these images, or the the image, but we got some uh, set photos from Birds of Prey, aka Birds of Prey, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> um, and the photo shows off a new look for Harley Quinn herself, which I'm a real big fan of. Mm -hmm. it, it, if you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out. It shows Harley in what looks like a roller derby outfit. And I really like it because I was telling Swag when I first told him about these, well, this photo. I said, it's really cool because she did wear a roller derby costume for a bit in the comic books. Pretty recently, actually. And so when I saw this photo, I was, oh, nice. <laughs> I recognize it. It looks really cool. And when he saw it, he Swag, what... Tell the people what you told me. Uh, was it the one where I was, it's like, the way I have my Harley set up in Injustice yeah. 2? Yeah. Set with, like, the helmet and everything. The only difference is she's missing the headphones that I have on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was one of the other things that I liked about it, too, is, like, it, aside from looking like the roller derby costume she wore in the comics, it did kind of remind me of Injustice 2 Harley. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, but either way, it was just instantly recognizable, which is cool. So yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. I really like it. Uh, in the photo, it's Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and um, director Kathy Yan. So, yeah. Real cool. 
It's just one photo, but I mean, it's, it's really awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really cool. I really love it. Yeah. Give it a look if you haven't seen it. I like it. Let us know what you think of this look for Harley Quinn. Uh, obviously, we're on board with it. Um, real quick, let's talk about Birds of Prey for just a moment. Because uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead recently did an interview. Mm-hmm. And people, it, for those of you who might have forgotten, she's playing uh, Helena Bertinelli, a.k.a. the Huntress, in Birds of Prey. And uh, she did an interview recently where she talked about it, and she said, like, it's it's very... She she said, she described it as very weird, very unique, and very fun. And said, like, the entire time they were filming, they they just had, like... like well, she had the most fun uh, in her entire career working on that movie. So that's pretty cool. That's, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like hearing that sort of thing. Yeah. Especially since, like... You know, like, we haven't seen a whole lot from the movie. We've seen some set photos and, like, a couple seconds of footage. Yeah. But not a whole lot. We got a poster. But everything that I've seen so far kind of lines up with what she said. Like, yeah, it looks fun. It looks unique. Like, you can't say it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, look at even this photo. <laughs> it looks pretty unique. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And even from this photo, it's a set photo, but you can see the lighting that's on the set here, it does kind of look... It looks like there might be some neon yeah. going on there. So that's that's cool. I like That it. sort of blue glow going on there. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you who are listening, uh, check out the photo. It's pretty cool. I've got it pulled up on my laptop right now. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you if you haven't seen it, give it a look. Uh, what do you think about Birds of Prey? You guys looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to it. Same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Um, yeah. It just it just looks really good. So far, you know, I haven't heard or seen anything to uh, make me doubt the uh, doubt the quality of the film or to kind of um, question my enthusiasm for it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I like it, I like it a lot, I like it a lot. Um, all right, so that's gonna do it for so, sort of the the lo- the the lower not smaller lower, but it's the smaller yeah. yeah thank you thank you Slack. <laughs> the smaller pieces of news so with that we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and we're back thanks for sticking with us uh, and uh, before I forget people stay hydrated drink your water I got my water right here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly where you were going with that. exactly so yeah drink your water people it's good for you <laughs> So, like I said, we got some interesting news this week. Um, um, some of it uh, to do with uh, Kevin Feige from Marvel. It looks like he's going to be developing a Star Wars movie. Interesting, yeah. to say the least. Although it shouldn't be that surprising since Marvel and Lucasfilm are under the same banner, which is Disney. So, you can see how that could happen. Yep. But uh, so I'm reading from a, an article from the Hollywood Reporter. Headline: Marvel's Kevin Feige and the Future of Star Wars. So, uh, Feige and Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy both enjoy making movies for the masses, but neither are as risk averse as some fans have made them out to be. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but I wasn't expecting that kind of shade <laughs> from the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> Holy crap! I should have read this before <laughs> we started recording. <laughs> No, it's true. It's true. That's kind of um, I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say this, but it was a thought I was having. But I guess I'll say it now since Hollywood Reporter 
kind of blew them up. (laughs) I was going to say, or this was a thought I had when I first heard this news. I was like, I mean, if JJ's done after Rise of Skywalker, who else to play it safe than Kevin Feige? I mean, like, he'll out Abrams. Abrams. Like, he'll just keep doing Star Wars Greatest Hits. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, even the Hollywood Reporter is like, yeah, we see where this is going. Um, but yeah, so the, the rest of the article reads, uh, Kevin Feige is headed to a galaxy far, far away. Wednesday night, the Hollywood Reporter broke the news that the Marvel Studios president, hot off the success of producing the highest grossing movie of all time, will be teaming with Lucasfilm president to produce a new Star Wars film. Uh, no, no story details have been released, and the setting and appearance of familiar characters are anyone's guess. Fans are already speculating about what the team-up means for the future of Star Wars following the upcoming release of December's The Rise of Skywalker, which is said to end the Skywalker saga that George Lucas began in 1977. While details may be scarce, the history of both producers gives us some inkling of what to expect from their pairing. Yeah, again, like, like I said, it, it seems like they're just playing it safe. It's yeah. like... Kevin knows how to make, you know, movies that appeal to the masses, that uh, satiate their appetites for the familiar. Yeah. And that seems to be the, the what Kathleen Kennedy wants to do with Star Wars moving forward, which I'm not a fan of. You know that. We've talked about it on the show before. I don't like when things, it, when it's just more of the same, like move the story forward or just don't do more movies. Like, yeah. It's that simple. But um, uh, either way, that looks to be what they're going to be doing. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed about this. If I'm, I'm being honest, I'm going to be honest. I'm not really, I'm not like jumping with joy here. Uh, for the reason I just mentioned. Uh, again, it just feels like they're playing it safe. Yeah. And I'm never a fan of that. I like when people take risks. I mean, no, it doesn't always pay off, but when it does... Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like if you take a risk and it pays off, that's there's no better reward. So I don't know. I'm not not too super stoked about this. Uh Swag, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. It's kind of you know I'd I wanna see them do new things. Especially with Star Wars. Yeah. I'd like to see that universe go a bit further. And just kind of explore the, the possibilities in that universe. And stop, you know, going over the same yeah. story over and over again. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well... And, I mean, I, I kind of already made my decision that it's like, after Rise of Skywalker, I think I'm done. Yeah. Anyway, and, I mean, I made that decision years ago. Uh, and I mean, I am going to stick to that. Like, I just, Rise of Skywalker, I think I'm, I'm just out. You know, at this point, I'm out. <laughs> like, I kind of jumped off the MCU after Endgame. Because, yeah. like, that, that was a good ending. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And let's start, whether Rise of Skywalker is a good ending or not, like, that's where I'm going to stop. So, you know, best of luck to them. Yeah. I hope they can do great things. I really do. I'm not saying, like, oh, man, it's going to suck, and I hope it sucks. No. Like, yeah. I'm just saying right now I'm not super excited. And for all I know, they could do yeah. amazing things. Who knows? They could hit <laughs> They could hit gold, and we wouldn't even 
Exactly. <laughs> they could. For all we know, they could be cooking up something right now that we are not expecting at all. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Just have to wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a waiting game at this point. So, <laughs> and uh, speaking of Kevin Feige and Marvel, um, follow-up for anyone who hasn't heard the news today, Spider-Man, back in the MCU. What do you think about this web? Interesting, considering everything that went down a while right. ago. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting uh, indeed. Although, I, we need to clear the air here, because I see people jumping for joy. Like, he's he's staying in the MCU. Um, he, They're only doing one more movie together. <laughs> <laughs> one more. Oh. Spider-Man 3 or Avengers 5. Something. You know, yeah. so, like, he'll be in one more MCU movie. That's the deal. That was, like, the one ticket that they gave. Yeah, like, they got, they got one more. <laughs> Although, let, let's read a little bit from the article. Uh, two studios are once again... This is from The Hollywood Reporter, again, by the way. Uh, studios are once again working together. Uh, Tom Holland's hero set to star in a Sony film produced by Marvel's Kevin Feige, as well as in an MCU film. Oh, oh let's see. After publicly parting ways over a deal gone south, Disney, Marvels, and Sony are back at the table and have struck a deal that would see Marvel produce another Spider-Man film for Sony. The new film even has a release date. That's right, but I mean, they were already going to do another Spider-Man film, so this release date just confirms that. Yeah. Uh, John Watts, the filmmaker behind the previous two Spider-Man films, is in talks to direct. He's the one guy I wish they would get rid of. <laughs> like, his direction for those two like I, I know people seem to like him. I don't, and I think it's because of him. I don't like what he does with the character. That's just me. That's just me telling you guys what I think. I could be wrong, and I probably am considering how much, how many people seem to like those movies. But whatever. Uh, okay, so says uh, I am thrilled that Spidey's journey in the MCU will continue and. I and all of us at Marvel Studios are very excited that we get to keep working on it, says Kevin Feige. Spider-Man is a powerful icon and hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's get to the details here. Come on. Also, as part of the arrangement, event, Spider-Man will appear in a future month. Okay, so that means they're going to get one more solo film and one more team-up movie. Okay. So they got two movies in the MCU. Currently. Now, if you remember when we reported on the whole thing, you know, the deal breaking down, and it's like Spider-Man's not going to be in the MCU anymore, I did say, hey, like, that could change. They could always strike a new deal, and, you know, nothing is set in stone. Yeah. And here here we are. <laughs> here we are. Spider-Man's back in the MCU. Again, though, don't, like, don't start popping the champagne, like, yeah, we got him back. We got him for two movies. That's it. <laughs> Although, again, that could change. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So what do you think about this, Swag? Are you excited? Are you... Like, how are you feeling about this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really seen the recent movie, so... Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, they could change it. They could do something good this time with what they have. Hopefully. Yeah. Because I, I do, like... I do hope that they can, you know, do it right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to see... I want to see another Spider-Man movie that, you know, is actually pretty decent. That doesn't, you know, kind of 
avoid a lot of stuff that's kind of a bit important to the story. Yeah. Um, to the story or just to the, to the character. Yeah, to yeah, the yeah, character. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what, what they do with the movies that they have. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And that's that's really my, like, you know, not to... I, I yeah. know I sound like sort of a pessimist or, or even a hater if you want to, but it's like, it's just like, I do, I like Spider-Man. And those Marvel Spider-Man movies don't feel like Spider-Man to me. Yeah. You know, like, I, like you never see him web-swinging around New York, which is a big part of the Spider-Man iconography. There are no Osbournes, which is fine. I mean, I get why they do that, because, you know, we've done it so many times before. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, that's kind of a big part of Spider-Man's history and his story. Uh, there's no Mary Jane, no Gwen Stacy. They do have Betty Brant, and it's like, why didn't you just make that his love interest? They were romantically involved in the comic books. Yeah. But they set her up with Ned, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> Yeah. But okay, that's you know that's fine, so whatever. And before I even say like who's in who's playing Mary Jane? No, she's not. She's playing Michelle Jones. And like I'm not one of those people who, because I don't know if you remember the swag before Homecoming came out, and Zendaya was cast. People were like, oh, she's gonna be Mary Jane, and everybody was upset because mm-hmm. she's a black girl, and you know racist people were like. <laughs> She yeah. can't be playing Mary Jane. She's not white. If she were playing Mary Jane, I'd be fine with that. I'm cool with that. Let her be Mary Jane. She's not Mary Jane, though. She's Michelle Jones. That's what bothers me. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, my problem with those movies is that they've removed so much of the iconography that you associate with the character. And I, it just... It just won't be wrong. Like, especially... Again, you never see him web-swinging around New York... Yeah. He spends all of his time everywhere but New York. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> especially in Far From Home. That whole movie takes place in Europe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's supposed to be your friendly neighborhood, neighborhood Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He yeah. hangs out everywhere but his neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> not, I'm not into it, people. I'm not into it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that does change. Because like I said, I did see Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I kind of got suckered into seeing it. But, uh, mild spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, so I, um, it does end in a way where it's like, okay, he's probably going to spend the next movie in New York. In New York. Okay. Web swimming around. So that's cool. I hope they don't, like, oh, just kidding. You know, that would <laughs> yeah. make me mad. Although, like I said, I'm not even sure I'm going to stick watch. around yeah. for any of these. So, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? We'll see. I mean, I'm definitely going to check out the trailers when they drop, so... I, I don't know if I've said this to you. Mm-hmm. I might have, but if they wanted to stick like, stay away from, like, the the stuff that all the other recent films have gone to, like, with Uncle Ben's death and all that... Yeah. They could have at least done what Insomniac Games did with their Spider-Man game and made it an older Peter when he's an adult. Yeah. And he's already years into this job. <laughs> Yes, and it you. worked. It worked really well, and the story was really good. I, yeah, I loved the game. I love that game too. Yeah, no, and I agree one hundred percent with you. Like, he's Spider Man. Yeah, you know, and I get like, yeah, part of his story is about when he's a teenager in high school, 
But that, like, makes up, like, 2% of the entirety of Spider-Man's history. Yeah. Like, let him be a man. You know? Like, yeah. Like, my favorite version of Spider-Man is when he's older. Yeah. You know? Like, not an old man. Like, don't Dark Knight Returns, Peter Parker. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like, let him be a man. Yeah. You know, it's Spider-Man, like I said. And... I, yeah, I'm just, I'm with you. Like, have him be an older Spider-Man. Have, let him be a couple years into his... Yeah. His career as a crime fighter. Like, heck, you could even just, like, if you still wanted to, to be a bit younger, you could just make it, like, after he graduated. Yeah, exactly. You could have him be in college. Yeah. And you could still have that school setting. Like, yeah. him run into class and stuff. Like, you know, like, you can still do those things and have him be an older more mature version of the character. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, again, like, those are those are just my opinions, and, you know, Swag clearly shares yeah. similar opinions, but, you know, if you enjoy those movies, that's fine. I'm not saying you can't. Yeah. I'm just airing out my grievances. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what this platform is for. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you guys keep listening, so I don't know, some of you must agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I said, the Facebook page is blowing up over the last couple of weeks. We've gotten so many new uh, followers and likes. People are actually interacting with the, the, the content, so that's very cool. Thank you to all of you. Yeah. Honestly, we couldn't do this without you guys. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah, we do. We appreciate all of you. <laughs> So yeah, so Spider-Man's back in the MCU for two more movies, it looks like. Um, so yeah, let us all know what you guys think of this. You know, I'm sure I'm sure some of you are really excited, and you know, more power to you if you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no hate, no negativity. It's all good. Like I said, this is, this is a heck of a time to be alive right now. If you're a nerd, if you're a geek, this is... We're just super spoiled. That's that's really what what's going on here, you know? Yep. We have too many options. Like, we have so many different... Like, even when it comes to, like, television series, which we're going to get into in a, in, a, in a moment, but, like, there's so much... There are so many avenues to get your superhero entertainment nowadays, whether it's movies, TV shows, video games. Swag, you're playing a superhero video game right now. Right now, as we speak. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's... We really are spoiled. Yep. So, you know, it's a great time to be alive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like I said, let's get into... Oh, man, we got some TV talk. We got a lot of TV talk going on today. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of stuff broke today. This morning. First thing I saw when I woke up this morning, swag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I do that thing where I wake up in the morning, I check my phone. Go to Twitter, Instagram... That's where I get my news, right? The first thing I see today, and I, sh I sent it to you, sent it to you via, via message, uh, that image. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, we got our first look at Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman yeah. for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh my god, that looks amazing. <laughs> that suit is sick. Oh, it looks so good. I'm so I, hyped. I seriously cannot wait to see that suit in action. Right? Like, that's going to be so awesome. <laughs> it looks so good. Man. It looks just like the comic book scene. Yeah. It's so good. And Brandon, look like he looks like he's been working out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said he was going to hit the gym. 
to get back into that Superman shape. It looks like he hit He's the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he looks amazing in that suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but he's wearing the blue contact lens. No, I didn't know. Because <laughs> Brandon has brown eyes naturally, but Superman's supposed to have blue eyes. So he is wearing the blue contact again, like he did in Superman Returns. Um, but yeah, he, uh, that suit looks awesome. Shoutouts to uh, Brandon posted a different photo on Instagram which I showed you as well um yeah and he kind of credited everybody who was involved in like the designing of the suit and the building of the suit and the thing that I really want to talk about in regards to the suit is he said um Ironhead Studios built the suit now for those of you who don't know Ironhead Studios did the Man of Steel suit all the Batman vs. Superman suits, the Superman suit, the Batman suits, all of them that were in that movie, the Wonder Woman suit. Um, I think they did the Aquaman suits. And if that's okay, like, actually, yes, I think they did because they also did the Swamp Thing suit for the DC Universe. Nice. And this, to me, the fact that they made this Superman suit for Crisis shows that Warner Brothers and DC are pulling out all the stops. Because normally when they make their superhero suits for the TV shows, they keep it in-house. You know, with their own designers, their own suit builders, costume builders. Um, the fact that they outsourced this to Ironhead Studios, the guys who do major motion pictures, like, they're, they are sparing no expense. You know, to quote, uh, <laughs> uh, what is his name from Jurassic Park? <laughs> uh, the, the guy who built the park. God. I should know this. Yeah. But you, you get the reference. They, they spared no expense. And that's a good thing. Like, the fact that they're pouring actual money and resources into this thing shows that they they believe in what they're doing over there. And they want it to, to look as good and to be as good as they know it can possibly be. So that's really cool. Really cool. The suit looks amazing. It looks like they spent money on that suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> So yeah, shout-outs to um, everybody who was involved in the making of that suit. Shout-out to Brandon Routh. And I want to clear this up, everybody, because I hear people, to this day, people mispronounce his name. And I'm going to, this is how Brandon himself explains mm-hmm. it. Routh like South. <laughs> I still hear people say Ruth, which I don't know where you get that from. Yeah. Um, and I heard somebody say Roth. Which though, that's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's Ralph. Ralph likes South, so get get it right, people. <laughs> so yeah, so he looks awesome in that suit. Uh, the other thing was was it yesterday morning swag? Yesterday morning, I believe. Uh, we're recording on Friday, so when I say yesterday, I mean Thursday. Um, Erica Durant posted a photo on Instagram. Yeah, I think this was yesterday. Morning. Yeah. Uh, and the caption was, I was just on set minding my own business, and I ran into this guy. And it was Tom, Tom Welling. They're, they're on set. They were there at, in front of the barn on the camp phone. And it's a photo of the two of them. And I, I my little fanboy heart just exploded in my chest because <laughs> it's like it's happening it's that they're on set they're fi- like they uh, they must have began filming i mean i know they already they began production officially 
But I mean, like like I was telling you, like that could mean set design and costume design. Yeah. But like, if they had Tom and Erica on set, they had to have already started filming. <laughs> so, yeah. That's very cool. Like it just like between that photo and the photos of Brandon in the suit today, like it's it's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting really excited. Like, like I was already hyped, but like the levels. I'm at right now. Like I, I, I get shakes every now and then. <laughs> That's how excited I am. But yeah, so we know Tom and Erica are already filming. So, um, oh, and a couple things that I want to talk about before I forget in regards to Brandon and the suit. People are saying, why did they release the photo now? You know, like the, we still have two months before Crisis actually airs. No, three. In September, October, November. Yeah, three months away. So people are like, why are they showing us this now? I guarantee you it's because they're going to be filming outdoors. Yeah. Soon. And they're like, we don't want paparazzi set photos getting out there before. You know, because that happens sometimes and people are like, oh, it looks terrible. Yeah, because you're not seeing it lit properly and you're not <laughs> seeing it, you know, like after all the color corrections and everything. So they released official photos to be like, this is what it's going to look like on screen. Okay? Like, yeah. It's going to look awesome. Uh, and then the other thing I saw people not really complaining about, but kind of constructively criticizing uh, the shield. Mm-hmm. People were like, it looks like it's a bit too high. I agree, but there's a reason for that. They do. The, they did the same thing with the shield on Melissa's Supergirl suit. Mm. It's designed that way specifically so that when he's flying towards the screen, when she's flying and when he's flying towards the screen, the shield will be uh, more visible mm-hmm. in an optimal way. It won't look weird and distorted. Yeah. That's why it's up higher on the chest. It's a design choice, and it is on purpose. So that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I can't... So, like, if they were trying to get ahead of... Brandon's suit being leaked. I have to imagine they're going to start showing off the other suits, too. Yeah. Because you know everybody else is going to get suits. So that's... I'm excited to see what else they have in store for us. Uh, and especially since someone pointed out New York Comic Con is coming up. I think that's next month. So we might see we might see some more reveals then. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, super excited. Uh, again, keeping with the crisis news, we got more and more. Um, we got some casting and an additional um, uh, DC uh, alumni coming back. Uh, this one has me super excited because I was hoping they would include this, but it didn't look like it was going to happen, but they are. Uh, so st- <laughs> stay, with me, stay with me. The first piece that I want to talk about is this one. We got casting for a new character. Although this character was name dropped a couple of times, uh, and it looks like we're finally going to get to see this character. So Deadline, this is an article from Deadline. Supernaturals. Again, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's spelled O S R I C. Osric Chow enters Arrowverse for Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Uh, he's going to be playing Ryan Choi, who I mean, we've talked about him on this show. A couple times. He is the... He's the version of the Adam after Ray Palmer. 
Uh, and like I said, he was name dropped on the Flash last season a couple of times. He's the, he was credited with designing the suit that Barry wore that season. So yeah, he he will recur as Ryan Choi. This is per the article. Uh, who is described as a physics professor at Ivy Town University. Ivy Town is in DC Comics deep cut. Uh, he is just a normal guy who comes to learn that he has a pivotal role to play in the coming crisis. The buzz is that he will be suiting up and shrinking down as the new Adam, considering Troy takes the torch from Ray Palmer in the comics. That's the interesting part. Because we know uh, Brandon is will be leaving uh, as Ray Palmer. Which, again, we talked about that on the show before. Very sad. Very disappointing to hear about that. Um, but it kind of makes sense now. You know? Like, if they're going to have Ryan... It, although, I was thinking about this, and I'm going to run this by you, Swag. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this after I heard this news. You could still have both. Yeah. Because in the comic books, you know, Ray goes missing. Mm-hmm. And Ryan takes up the mantle... To, to be the Adam to yeah. fight crime, but also to find Ray. Ray. Um, you could do a twist on that for the TV show because Ray is part of the Legends and he's traveling through time, yeah, doing all this crazy stuff. So he can't be the Adam in present day. So maybe Ryan fills that role. Like you could do that. Yeah, you could have both of them. But it, I don't know. It doesn't look like that's what they're going to do. Um, either way, I think it's exciting. I was waiting to see Ryan show up on the show. Like I said, we heard that he might be coming. Yeah. And now it looks like he is. So, um, yeah, I, I I am excited. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Again, I'm, I am still bummed that uh, Ray's leaving, but yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays. I am, I am still optimistic and excited about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, man? Are you excited to see Ryan join? Yeah. And knowing that my only experience is kind of with the Injustice 2 version, but I still like that. Yeah. Because that was still... His yeah. lines were pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I liked how, like, very much of a scientist and how nerdy yeah. he was. <laughs> uh, that being said, if they, they stick with that version of the character, it's like, he'll fit right in. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm... I'm not gonna... You know, like I said, I'm a little bummed, but... Yeah. I'm still, I'm still into it, so... We'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. And then the other piece of the crisis news that I want to talk about, which I said is something that really excited me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Swag, I don't know if you remember. There was a Birds of Prey TV series. Yeah. Back in the day. It only ran for one season. Uh, oh, man. That was... <laughs> yeah, it debuted in 2002. <laughs> and they, they made the show after the popularity and success of Smallville. Mm. Um, so they were trying to do like a superhero universe back yeah. then. Although apparently it didn't, it didn't obviously didn't work because like I said, the show only ran one season. Yeah. And then that was that. Uh, but over the years it has developed a cult following. I did watch the show. So. When it, yeah. I did watch the show when it first aired and I really liked it. And I do still. It's not perfect. <laughs> Boy, is it not perfect. But it's very interesting. Like, if you go back and look at it now, it is very interesting. They did a lot of stuff. It's weird. They did a lot of stuff on that show that they ended up recycling for Smallville. <laughs> like, in later seasons. 
which is something I noticed upon revisiting the show <laughs> years later. But, okay, so that's kind of your history lesson right now. So, um, uh, the lead character on that show was Helena... Well, she was on the show, she was Helena Kyle, but she was based on the Helena Wayne character from a parallel Earth, uh, where she the, she's the daughter of Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, and she becomes the Huntress. So that's the character who was the lead character on the TV show. She was played by actress Ashley Scott, who, I'm not going to lie, I had a huge crush on. <laughs> I still do. She's still a very beautiful woman. Uh, but this article from TV Line, Birds of Praise, Ashley Scott will bring Huntress to the Arrowverse Crisis. And I'm super excited. <laughs> because, like I said, I was hoping they would find a way to include that show in some way. Uh, we mentioned in an earlier episode that uh, Rachel Scarston, who also appeared on the Birds of Prey TV show as Dinah Lance, she's playing Alice in the Batwoman series. And she expressed interest in doing Crisis as her character from Birds of Prey. So who knows? She might. <laughs> she might. Uh, but yeah, so as of right now, it looks like Ashley Scott is going to be bringing Helena Kyle from Birds of Prey to the Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm this excited. Is, this is really, like, I thought we were at the end of it, but no, we're still getting... <laughs> right? Like, they keep, they keep, like, and like I said, like, if if they've started shooting and they're still like, no, 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 this person and, and this, this person, person and this person, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, man, they just keep surprising us. So. Yeah. Although they have five hours this year. Oh, man. Yeah. Five hours of story. So. <laughs> and it's like, I shouldn't be getting this excited every time a new cast member is announced, but I am. Yeah. Every time they do it. But I mean, you know, that's just me being a little fanboy. <laughs> yeah. A lifelong fanboy. <laughs> I'm into it. I can't. Yeah. I'm. Not, I'm not not gonna be excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. So yeah, that's happening, and that's very cool. I think it's very cool. Yeah. All right. Now, let's get into the big topic. <laughs> Big topic. Put that graphic. <laughs> I seriously, I gotta work on getting a voice. I mean, the freaking a soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and me both, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got we. This is the big topic. We got some casting, uh, potential casting. Let's say that because none of these are official. So let's see. I believe this is on Monday. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Monday. Yeah. So we got two pieces of news. The first of which, um, I'm reading a, an article from the Hollywood Reporter. The headline says the Batman targets Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon exclusive. Okay, so this must have been the news. Um, Westworld star Jeffrey Wright is in negotiations to play Commissioner Gordon, a classic ally to the Dark Knight in Matt Reeves' The Batman. Robert Pattinson is headlining. Was being ground, uh, planned as a grand take on the DC Prime's. Blah, 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 we all know that. <laughs> yeah. Although every time they say a grounded take on Batman, it's like, haven't they all been, <laughs> I mean, since Batman and Robin? <laughs> like, yeah. You don't really have to put that in the description. Um, but yeah, Jeffrey Wright, um, I'm a fan, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm into this casting. 
Yeah. Again, some people might be upset because he's a black man, but I don't care because Jeffrey Wright is such a fantastic actor. He he has a look to him that I could definitely see as Jim Gordon. Yeah, Jim yeah. Gordon. Yeah, I agree. I see that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm into <laughs> it. I'm into it. I like it. Like I said, he's a great actor too. Like. The first thing I remember him remember him from was uh, Casino Royale, and see that would be great too. He's in the Bond movies. <laughs> Bring him over to the Batman universe. Let's do that. Yeah. But yeah, so I remember him from Casino Royale. He played Felix Leiter, and he was also in Quantum of Solace. Uh, and I, I've seen him in so many other. Some of you guys might remember him from the Hunger Games movies. He was in those movies. Um, but yeah, I, I really like him. He's a fantastic actor. And, you know, I have nothing bad to say about this casting. I'm on board. Sign that man up. Put him in a fedora, you know. Give him a mustache. Put some glasses on him. Like, I'm in. I'm <laughs> yeah. in. You got me. <laughs> so yeah, I have, I have nothing bad to say about it. I like it. I mean, what do you think, Swag? Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah. I didn't really get much information out of it, but like now, kind of, you know, all this and seeing that picture, like, yeah, I'm with you. I, I see Gordon in that, yeah. that face. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm actually, and like I said, like, I don't know if I told you, but I'm a little less worried now mm-hmm. about uh, the casting for Batman with Robert, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, yeah. So, like, you know. I'm actually kind of getting a little more excited about this movie, so I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. And more is exactly what we have before we get yeah. to that. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, I, you know, I'm still kind of, um, like... A little, yeah. Like, I'm not, like... Uh, I am still, like, I'm like, I'm going to reserve my judgment on Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So I'm not like going in like I hate I hate it because I don't. Yeah. You know. I didn't like it at first, but like you know, like I said, you take a minute and you let your rationale uh, take over. It's like you know what, man? Like just give him the benefit of the doubt. If it's bad, then it's bad, but it could be good. Yeah. And especially since like I said, he's been getting rave reviews for his performance in the Lighthouse. So. You know, it could he could be great. He could be great. So yeah, I. But aside from that, everything else I've heard about this movie, I'm on board. I like it. I'm into it. So yeah, thumbs up over here. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we got more. More. Got more to talk about. <laughs> and this is the one that has room for speculation. Um, and a little. Some more news has come out recently. So we're definitely going to talk about all that. Uh, but the other piece of casting news that came out the same day, the same day that it broke, that Jeffrey Wright was in uh, negotiations to play Commissioner Gordon. Uh, this is an article from Variety. The Batman, Jonah Hill eyed for secret role opposite Robert Pattinson. Now, to our longtime listeners, you'll remember. <laughs> Swag, you were on that episode. Yes, I was. When we were doing fan castings. For this movie, I said Jonah Hill. Uh, I said for the Penguin, and I stand by that. Uh, and 
if the rumors are to be believed, that might be a possibility. Yep. That might actually happen. Uh, but let, let's read a little bit from this, uh, this article. Again, this is from Variety. It says, Robert Pattinson, Batman, might, might have found his first co-star. Sources tell Variety that Jonah Hill is in talks to join Pattinson in Matt Reeves' The Batman. Insiders also say Jeffrey Wright is in talks to play Commissioner Gordon. According to sources, producers had long wanted Hill for the project, but casting decisions were put on hold until the role of Batman was filled. That makes sense. The deal hasn't closed, and sources say it could still fall apart, but both sides, both sides are engaging on Hill joining. As for who Hill is playing, that's still being worked out as well, but sources say he's being eyed for a villain role. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers and Hill and Wright's reps could not be reached for comment. I mean, obviously they wouldn't say anything until the, the deal is done. Yep. So... Um, let, let, let's talk about this. Because like I said, this is where it gets interesting. So, we've heard the rumors that it's for the Penguin. Which, if true, just means I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, again, that was just me being like, who would I like to see him play? You know, I'm not saying I have insider information or anything. Like, I was just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and that would be cool. The thing I want to talk about in regards to that is how, um, as soon as that sort of came out, I heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, that's lazy casting. Cast the, the, the funny, chubby guy to play the fat Batman villain. It's like, He's we not... talked about this on the show. Yeah. It's like, the Penguin doesn't have to be fat. No. Like, for as much as I didn't like Gotham, I did like what they did with the Penguin on that show, is they had him be a very thin skinny man yep. it's about the performance mm -hmm. you know what I mean and that performance was great and Jonah he's slimmed down a lot lately yeah that doesn't mean he can't play the penguin you know what I mean like let him be skinny yeah let him be skinny like I said I proposed an idea it wasn't my idea again I'll give credit to Mark Bernard it was his idea he said you can cast a very thin very fit handsome man to play the penguin and have it be some sort of, um, like a psychology, a psychological thing, where yeah. he, when he looks in the mirror, he sees himself as less desirable. He sees a short, overweight, unattractive man. You know. Yeah. And I like that idea. Like even if you don't go that far, like you can still cast a thin guy. Um, yeah. But I mean that's that's just, that's just me. Um, but now the the other um, thing that I've been hearing a lot is that he might be the Riddler, mm. which is cool. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Uh, same yeah. But here here's the thing I want to talk about, uh, and I think I've mentioned this to you already, Swag. Um. We've heard that the movie is going to be The Long Halloween. Yeah. The Long Halloween uh, has a character, a more obscure Batman villain, but he's very essential to the plot of The Long Halloween. Calendar Man. Yeah. I'd like to see Jonah Hill play Calendar Man. <laughs> yeah. 
And I've heard people say, like, they're not going to do a calendar man. He's not marketable. It's like, neither was Ra's al Ghul when they did that for Batman. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I knew who Ra's al Ghul was. He's my favorite Batman villain. Um, but I know not everybody knew who he was prior to that movie. And some people still don't know who that character is, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm just, what I'm saying is just because a character isn't, like, a mainstay favorite doesn't mean you can't use that character in a movie. Victor Zass, again, in Batman Begins. And that character's gone up in popularity since then. Yep. Again, we've seen him in Gotham. He's gonna be in Birds of Prey. <laughs> He's been in both Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, that character has gone on to show up in so much other media. Calendar Man is in... Arkham City. Ar- yeah, yeah, Arkham City. So He's even referenced in Arkham Asylum. He's got his cell. That's right. The, that's right. The calendar pages. Yeah. Yes. So, to all you naysayers, like, oh, they're not going to do Calendar Man. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm saying they can. Yeah. And they can make that character work. You can introduce new characters to, or not new characters, but lesser known, more obscure characters to the mainstream audiences and make those people care about those characters. That's all I'm saying. Like, maybe you won't sell as many Calendar Man action figures as you would the Riddler, but, like, I'm going to buy a Calendar Man (laughs) action figure. I will. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so, uh, those are the, the, the two that I've heard most. The Penguin or the Riddler. Um, like I said, I'd, I'd like to see him play Calendar Man. Although I could see him as the Penguin, obviously. Yeah. I did my pitch on that. <laughs> and um, I could see him as the Riddler, honestly. I could see that. What do you think, Swag? Who do you, who do you think he's playing? Who would you like to see him play? Uh, I would love to see him play Penguin, just mm. because, you know, the War Dogs thing that we always bring up. Yeah. But it would also be interesting to see him play the Riddler. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not opposed to either. And even the idea of Calendar Man, that would also be pretty interesting. And also be cool to see him in live action. Yeah. Because I don't think we've seen him in live action. Like, I yeah. don't even think Gotham did Calendar Man. So then, yeah, that would, that would be new... Yeah, and see, that's what I'm talking about, too. It's like, Jonah Hill, like, think about how attractive that would be to an actor, any actor. Yeah. To be like, this is a character no one else has played in live action before. I have the chance to define the character Yeah. for a whole new audience. That's pretty cool. Yep. That's why I think they should do Calendar Man. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I really like it, I, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a Jonah Hill fan. Yeah. And it's funny, because you remember, Swag, I was talking to you last week, Yeah. and I was like, shout out to Jonah Hill, man, like, <laughs> how many actors do you know who went from, like, being the, yeah. the chubby, funny guy in, like, Every, stoner yeah. sex comedies, to being an Academy Award-nominated actor? And now a critically acclaimed director. director. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen an actor... Take such a journey? <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't similar cases, but I mean, like, that blows my mind. That dude, the the, the chubby kid from the 40-year-old bird who wanted to buy the, the disco <laughs> boots with the goldfish in them, 
he's like, he directed mid-90s. That movie's awesome. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, Shout out to yeah. Smitty. Smitty also loved that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Oh, you haven't seen it yet, have I know, you? I have not. Oh, you're going to have to watch it. It's yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, Jonah Hill, I'm a fan of. I like him. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, the other piece of news that came out recently is apparently he's negotiating for some pretty big books, which is that's where this whole thing could fall apart. Yeah. Because I don't remember, I don't know how much Robert Pattinson is making, mm-hmm. but apparently Jonah Hill, or his people anyway, are negotiating for ten million, Jeez. which apparently is more than what Robert Pattinson is getting paid. And that's where it might be. Yeah. That's where you get into some some rough territory. Uh, and especially, like, $10 is not a whole lot. I mean, to us, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, in Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, Robert Downey Jr. made $75 million for Avengers Endgame. So $75 million compared to $10 million, not that much. Yeah. Again, relatively speaking. <laughs> um but, uh, and again, like, the plan for DC moving forward seems to be making smaller movies that don't cost a whole lot of money. That way you make more money off of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I could see how Johnny Hill asking for $10 million. That's going to blow your budget up a lot more. Because if, if they're doing Long Halloween, they still have to cast, like, five other yeah. of uh, Batman's rogues gallery to appear in the movie. Yep. So... Yeah, I can see that being a problem. I really can. <laughs> Again, though, I like one of you have the money. Yeah. Pay this man. You know, and then adjust the budget yeah, <laughs> accordingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't so, lose this. <laughs> yeah, don't lose that guy. Because I'm telling you, you get like, because I don't know what kind of marketability Robert Pattinson has. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like we know who he is, but we mostly know him negatively. From, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I don't know if, like, our mom, I don't know if she knows who Robert Pattinson is. <laughs> yeah. She knows who Jonah Hill is. Yeah. <laughs> I know she does. Uh, so, and, yeah, so I'm just saying, like, if you have a Jonah Hill on your project, that's a more marketable name. Yeah. And even Jeffrey Wright, like I said, who I love. I love the guy. I don't know a whole lot of people who know him by name. Yeah. I could point to his character in The Hunger Games and be like, that guy. And be like, oh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> but again, if I said Jeffrey Wright, I don't know many people who would immediately recognize that name. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think it's... I think at this point, whether or not he gets the $10 million is whether or not they believe they can bank on his star I mean, power. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll I, see. I hope that they do it. <laughs> I do too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love me some Jonah Hill. I really do. Yeah. And, again, I've seen him evolve as an actor. And I think he could play... Whether it's the Penguin, whether it's the Riddler, whether it's Calendar Man, or whoever it is. Yeah. I think he could play that part. So. Oh. Yeah, man. Pay the man. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, but, again, it's like, I can see how that could cause some problems, so. We'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. He's either going to be in it or he's not. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's a 50-50 game at this point. Yep. 
We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's sort of the big news. That's the big story, the big topic that came out. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Do you like Jonah Hill? I love him. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see him in a Batman movie? If so, who do you want to see him play? Do you think he should get that $10 million? Let us know what you think. All right, Swag, let's get into games, because we did get some some cool game stuff this week. Or at least the one that I was really excited about. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we got the first trailer for... Well, not the first trailer, right? Second trailer. The second trailer. Yeah. For The Last of Us Part 2, and we got a release date. I think that was the bigger news. Yeah. We finally got a release date. So it's being released... February 21st, 2020, so that's next year. Uh, it's going to be here sooner than you think. <laughs> I guarantee it. Just uh, to a lot of us, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's kind of on the level of Cyberpunk at this point. Yeah. <laughs> we got a release date. Oh, yeah. Date. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if we got a release date, we can be happy now and have something <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> You're right, man. I think the, uh, Cyberpunk and The Last of Us 2 this might be my... My most anticipated games. Ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, go check out the trailer. <laughs> yeah, because that was a. It was a journey. Yeah. <laughs> it gave me so many feels. Yep. Like I told Swagger, I cried. <laughs> I did. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Cause... if you see the trailer, you're gonna know. <laughs> You'll Especially if you played the first game, too. Yeah. Like, that, those go hand in hand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the other thing, too. It's like, that first game is so well, so well done. Uh, the storytelling in that game. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know? And you wouldn't think it would be, you know, for the, the type of game that it is. The yeah. The type of story it tells, but, like, they made it so... You care about those characters, man. Yeah. And so when I watched this trailer, yeah, all those feelings just came right back. Man. Mm-hmm. And I got to give a shout-out to whoever edited the trailer, because they, they really did make it look like a movie. It looked like something <laughs> yeah. cinematic, which I appreciate. Um, and, is- like, some a lot of the footage was uh, gameplay footage. Yeah. Which is really cool. But yeah, so what were, you, what were your thoughts, man? What were your highlights on this trip? Um, just the whole, the whole thing with kind of Ellie wanting revenge for that whole yeah situation that, you know, yeah happens to her in the trailer, and yeah. that's pretty much going to be the whole story. Yeah. That and kind of seeing... How much like Joel she's become, <laughs> and I mean it makes sense because that did end up he did end up kind of becoming a father yeah. to her. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, and not only just that stuff, but seeing Joel yeah. again finally that was also a great big highlight, especially just the moment itself. That was very. Mm-hmm. Like, with you and with me, that yeah. was the moment that really hit home. Yeah. That was the part that, the first time I watched the trailer, I, I choked up. <laughs> yeah, same. And I did, I did as well the second time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man. 
<laughs> it's yeah, it's so good, man. If you guys haven't seen this trailer, go check it out. It looks great. Yeah. Can't wait to play it. I know you can't do this. Do you you have the first one, right? Yeah. And that's the thing too. After watching, it, I, like, I got to play that again. Yeah, again. I'm like, I'm gonna replay that. I'm gonna replay the first one. And that's one of those games too, where it's like, cause you know, I, I spend a lot of my time on YouTube, especially mm. watching people play games. But that was one of those games that I never saw anything on or heard anything about the story. Mm. And when I finally, because it came with the PS4, mm. when I finally sat down to play it that Christmas, I believe. Yeah. Like, everything that happened, it was, it, you know, and like the thing is, like, you and I can both, we know that a great story is when it, you know, gets emotion. Yes. And that's exactly what happened with that game. Every single moment of storytelling, when they needed to get emotion out of you, they got it. Yeah. And that's what I loved about that that game so much. So I, I can't wait to, to play the second one. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because you were saying that, and it's like, that's why it kind of took me a while to finish it. <laughs> yeah. Because I had to take breaks. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the, emo- the emotional journey you go on, yeah, in that, it it can be a little overwhelming at times, especially but, the opening of that game. Yes. That one really yeah. hits you because it's oh. like right after that you're like, okay, hold on. I yeah, <laughs> you're like, that's how you're gonna throw me into this story. <laughs> and I mean, it it it's supposed to help with the story and tell the story. Yeah, which and is, it does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it really does. But it, it's just. You yeah, know, like like sometimes it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Um. But that being said, what a way to throw you into that world. Yeah. So yeah, no, I and, agree one hundred percent with what you said, and mostly because it's like, you know, you and I have formed similar opinions on things. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, no, yeah, exactly. Like a great storytelling will always bring the proper emotions out of you. Yeah. Um. And that's something you and I have talked about a lot in the past. It's like, uh, you know, um, the emotions you feel and the connections you establish with characters and whatnot. Like, and I think that game has done it probably the best yeah. I've ever, in a video game anyways. Like, Cause yeah, man. Like, like I said, this was just a trailer, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, yeah, you, I immediately felt all those same feelings again. Yeah. And and I mean, it's not just like I will say, like it's it's Naughty Dog, man. Like they yeah. know how to do it. Cause like you know, I also went through like my journey through the Uncharted games. Yeah. And then finally getting to Uncharted Four. Did you haven't played it yet? Have you? Not yet. Okay. I, no, I still. <laughs> you just remind me like, I still haven't played Uncharted 4 oh my god I'm, I'm gonna pick up a copy this weekend yeah because going through like especially like the way that I did it because I had it all like to myself mm-hmm. and going from 1 finishing that then going straight to 2 finishing that then to 3 and then moving on to 4 which is the final yeah that's the end of that story and the opening credits to that game like I won't say anything, but it got like it got me. Like I was like, "Oh man, this is like." Even though it was over like a couple of months, it still feels like it's. You know, yeah. I went on that 
that journey. I went through that story. Yeah. And it and even just the fourth game. Again, going back to like the, the emotion and everything. That's they did that with this one. Yeah. It's very, cause it especially cause it's about it's about brothers. Mm-hmm. And you and I like you know like. We know that kind of thing. And that's kind of what made me... Like, I kept thinking about, you know, you and me when I played through that game. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I understand this. I, <laughs> I know what it's like. No, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what... It, it's weird, like, some of my... The majority of my favorite stories are stories about brothers. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because, like, to me, that's, like... It's one of the most defining relationships I've ever had in my life. Whether it's with our older brother, or with you. Yeah. So whenever I see that story, whether it's a video game, a movie, a TV show, whatever, I immediately have... A connection. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have that connection to it, because it's like, yes, I understand that. I understand that better than most people do. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I agree. I, everything you just said, 100%. Yeah. And, like, especially because... I don't know if this is a, a spoiler, but... Because Nate's the younger brother. Yeah. So that one, for me especially, yeah, that was all. That was like you know, that really I really connected with that. Yeah. So I, I yeah, Naughty Dog they they. Yeah, you guys are killing. Yeah. It. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing because it's working. <laughs> the writers you got, man, like, just keep going, keep making these stories because they're good, and I love playing yeah. the games that you guys make. Yeah, uh, you said it, man. I'm with you, a hundred percent. Yeah. What Swag said, double it for me. <laughs> and and one one more thing, because mm-hmm. another thing that happened at, because this trailer was showed off at the the PlayStation State yeah. of Play. They also released a story trailer for the new Call of Duty. Oh, nice. And that game has writers from Naughty Dog working on it. Nice. And just watching, I was like, man, <laughs> they really brought some of that 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 good storytelling to it. Just because what, just watching the trailer, and again, it goes with the last one. It's like it was very, like it was like a a war movie. Like it was, it was pretty good. I can't wait to play the campaign for that game. Yeah, it it might just be the fact that <laughs> that there was no campaign with Call of Duty <laughs> this last year, but who knows? Uh, I can't wait to see what they do with that. Too. Yeah, yeah, me neither, man. That, that sounds awesome. That really does. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's got me excited. I don't even really play the yeah. games. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's cool. I did not know that. So thank you. All right, let's get into let's get into it, man. We got a new episode of Titans this week, and it was. I'm gonna be honest, man. It wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. It kind of it it. It it completely took me took me by surprise. Number one, that cliffhanger they left us on last week, <laughs> like we don't even go back to that. No. Number two, this entire episode was a flashback. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then number three, Garth, <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I was, like, this whole ep- like, I'm serious, this whole episode was not what I was expecting. No, I'm with you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I'm, like, just, I'm pretty sure you were expecting it to be present day, and we were gonna 
meet <laughs> Garth again. Like, he's coming back to help the team. Yeah. But then it just became this whole flashback thing without us even knowing. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... And, like, and like, don't get me wrong, they did a similar thing in season one. Because yeah. remember... Uh, when... It was when uh, Rachel and the whole thing with Trigon was coming to a head. And they cut from that cliffhanger to doing the, the, the Hank and Dawn episode. Yeah. Which again was a flashback episode. So it's like, I probably should have seen this coming. <laughs> Although yeah. this early in the season, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I think that's what threw me for a loop. So it's not like they haven't done this before. I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> this soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I I thought, uh, again, like, this was kind of a slower episode. Yeah. This was more about, like, the characters and their relationships. And also, this was defining the history of oh, the, the Titans, Titans. Yeah. and Deathstroke. Because that was really the big payoff to this episode. Yeah. Um... Because, again, we see him early in the episode, and then he kind of disappears, and then shows up at the end, and... Boy. <laughs> I don't know, like, okay, spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the crap out of this episode. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it, come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, we're back. We're going to spoil this episode. All right. Uh... Deathstroke killed Garth. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, dude, I have... I'm so conflicted. Because, <laughs> like I said, I was hoping we were going to see him in present day, but he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, bullet through the heart, yep. dead. Like... He's not... <laughs> where, where? Boy is D-E-D <laughs> dead. <Yep. laughs> There's no coming back from that. Uh, to say that it took me by surprise is putting it lightly. Yeah. <sighs> and especially, like, that whole... The build-up between him and Donna. Yeah, that one was... That made it extra heartbreaking. Yeah. Because it's like, they, he finally gets her to admit that she has feelings for him as well. And then literally, immediately, <laughs> bullet through the heart. Yep. So you can't... Look, I'm a fan of, like, <laughs> when your characters are happy, you have to destroy their lives. But not this quickly. <laughs> like, holy crap. They just profess their love for each other. <laughs> and then you... You literally just destroyed that entire relationship. <laughs> Yep. I mean, I give them points because it was shocking. Yeah. And it, it was, again, it was heartbreaking. But my goodness, man. <laughs> like, didn't even give me a moment to catch my breath. But yeah, so that was the big sort of shocker of the episode. Yeah. I mean, and it answers, like, where's Garth? He's dead. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, I mean, hopefully we'll see more of him in flashbacks, because I really liked Drew Van Acker as Garth, so I hope this isn't the last time we see him. Yeah. Um, and we did get a lot, a bit more of uh, Donna's 
sort of her backstory, some of the baggage she's dealing with. And I, I know I said this earlier, but it's like, what is it with Atlanteans and Amazons? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they seem to be attracted to each other. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I do. I see it. Like, if you're an Atlantean, like, clearly you're going to be attracted to a strong, uh, you know, fierce warrior, warrior yeah. that the Amazons are. But it's like, one of you needs to chill, all right? <laughs> like, that's, that's all I'm saying. But, yeah, and those suits yeah. in this, this episode. Garth's suit, uh, Donna's suit, Hawk and Dove, Robin. Like, those suits look amazing. I don't know who's actually, like, designing or building those, but shout-outs to whoever did that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I know Andrew Speranza. I know he had a hand in the Deathstroke suit. And he was responsible for the Batman suit we saw in season one, but I don't know. I don't know if he had anything to do with any of the other suits. We'll see. But yeah, man, those suits look awesome. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you think of this episode? What were some of your highlights and standouts from this episode? Uh. Man, that's a, that's a hard one. I think I kind of hit the biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> Because this was a pretty yeah, it crazy was, it was, episode. Man. Yeah, it was a more intimate episode. Yeah. And then sort of the big shocker at the end there. Um, yeah, and you heard me like say out loud when that happened, too. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, even just, like, with the bullet, like, I I knew who it was right oh, away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because, yeah, because it, it, it was weird because... Remember, Slade, he gets a job. Yeah. And then, like I said, like, he kind of disappears. And I forgot for a moment. Yeah. But, like, you, as soon as that bullet was fired, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. That's who he was... Targeting? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah, man, this episode... Like, and even, like, the, the ending mm. to that, that was... Yes. That was intense. Yeah. Because yeah. just seeing that look in Dick's eyes. Yeah. Just, mm -mm. The way his, his his expression changed. Changed, yeah. I was like, oh, man. Don't. <laughs> like, yeah, I see where it's going, man. And it's like, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> Even though I already know where it's going, it's like, I... All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's do this. I'm not gonna get cold feet. Let's do this. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So next episode, next week is definitely gonna be crazy. I don't know if we're gonna get more flashbacks, or, or if we're, we're gonna, gonna find straight, out. Yeah. What happened to What happened to Jason? Because <laughs> that, I'm legitimately like, again, far be it for me to be concerned about Jason Todd. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a little worried for him right now. Yeah. So because you don't, you don't leave you don't leave Jason Todd <laughs> with Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to end well. Yeah, because he's not coming back to be Red Hood. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, not going to make it that far. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm interested to see where we go from here. Because um, like I said, this episode was a. Unexpected, to say the least. Yeah. So what would you rate this episode? 1 out of 10. 
Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, yeah, I'd probably give it a nine. Because I did enjoy it. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Um, my my only real complaints were just like, it, even more so than last week, it was, it was a, a slower, slower episode. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, that, like I said at the top, it's like, I get like, this was more of the character relationships and more of the, the establishing the history. Yeah. So I get it. It's just, maybe throw me one or two more fights. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> here to see the Teen Titans. Yeah. I want to see them fighting fighting bad guys. Yeah. Even if it's just a quick throwaway scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I really like that scene where they were celebrating Garth's birthday. Yeah. Like, it's like, if you're not going to show me fights, show me more of that. Like, the Titans just hanging out. Yeah. You know? Like, that's cool. Because we did, like, yeah, that was kind of the, how the the old cartoon ha- handled it too they had like the little moments of just yeah like sideboard and beast boy playing video yeah. games or, like yeah show me, show me more of that that's cool yeah yeah especially I'm, the OG titans yeah cause that's <laughs> especially me, with Hawk yeah, yeah show me some of the good times before it got bad <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like, like show me some of that like I understand like in present times like it's a bit <laughs> yeah like they're like we while we we kind of screwed things up. And yeah. It's like, we don't want to do that again. Like, I get it. But show me a little bit of, like, hey, it wasn't all bad. Yeah. There were so, some good times in there. So, yeah. No, I, I would still give this episode a, a nine. A solid nine. It was a good episode. Just a little, a little slower. Yeah. Than I would, than I would like. But again, I understand why. I understand why. Um, at this pace, it looks like they're... Honestly, I feel like they, they might be saving some of their budget for the big confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. And especially since, you know, they had to build a Nightwing suit this season. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm still really enjoying the show. I just really hope that when we do get the Nightwing suit, I hope that we get, like, a lot of just Nightwing yeah. kicking butt. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping we'll get, like, at least the back half of the season. Yeah. Which is like a ton of yeah, action. It's just it's Nightwing and the Titans. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Cause just like seeing the one thing from last episode. Yes, with, which we didn't even talk yeah. about last week's episode. Let's talk about that, that real was, quick. That was a highlight for sure. Yes, <laughs> I got so hyped when I saw it. Yeah, same um, here. So for those of you who don't, who maybe you don't remember, in last week's episode Titans, there's that quick little scene of. Dick and Rose training and Dick pulls out a staff and then she like slices it in half with her sword immediately giving him the Eskrima sticks that Nightwing <laughs> usually wields Yeah. and Swag you remember how hyped I got the moment the moment Dick started like back flipping around yeah. and fighting with the sticks I was like, oh my god! And just the pose he yeah, took, too. Like he that struck was... the poses. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't even care that he's not wearing the suit. Yeah, that's Nightwing the, I'm looking at right that's now. That's enough right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's Nightwing. I got so excited when I saw it. Again, I didn't even care that he wasn't wearing the suit. Yeah. He was, in that moment, he was Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was so great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was amazing. 
And it made me even more excited to see the suit proper. Yeah. You know, we saw those set photos. And it looks cool, but I can't wait to see it on the show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Just real quick, because like I said, we didn't even talk about that last week. So. Yeah. That was awesome. Unexpected, but very welcome. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was this week's episode of Titans. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's awesome. Whoa. All right. You can either leave this in or throw it out. But you know what I'm noticing about this? Hmm. There's a lot of, like, neon. Especially in Arkham City as well. Yeah. I noticed that, too. Yeah. I mean, that kind of... Because that also kind of goes towards the, the noir thing, too. Yeah, exactly. Because there, there are, like, usually a lot of neon yeah. signs the, around. Yeah, and it's funny, like... Um, this is weird. We're going on a, a, a Batman... A little mini rant, but it's funny how much Joel Schumacher's Batman movies get crap for all the neon lighting in that movie, but Tim Burton's movie had neon lights as well Yeah. throughout Gotham City. Maybe they weren't as overwhelming as Joel's, yeah. but they were there. A lot like what's here in, yeah. this, in Arkham Knight. Yeah. But like you were saying, it goes to that aesthetic that they're going for. Yeah. That sort of neo-noir... Uh, you know, the the hard the hard boiled detective. You know. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, which I really like, and I hope that you know they do do that with the, the Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, and again, like, don't overdo it. Just you know, keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Less is more. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, utilize it. Yeah. Because you can do it in a very subdued manner and have it be effective. Again, like I said, like Tim Burton did it, and he did it great. Yeah. And that, that first Batman movie that he did is stunning to look at. So, yeah, I, I agree. And that's, that's funny, too, because I'm wearing a suit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm using the Batmobile, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it, 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 isn't it weird how at home it looks, though? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, definitely do that. For sure. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, unless, Swag, if you had anything else you wanted to say before we sign off. Uh, not really. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um, again, Cliff, uh, he'll be back soon-ish, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, go follow him on any and all social media at CM underscore Miller 85. Uh, swag, go ahead and plug your YouTube channel. Yeah, and YouTube. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube uh, under the channel named Mr. Swagtastic. Uh, I usually try to upload every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This Friday I didn't get around to it because I ran into a bit of a issue, but hopefully things will be back to the usual schedule this week. That's right. That's right. And, you know, to his credit, he, he is very consistent with his posting. Unless, of course, like you just mentioned, something comes up and you just can't do it. Uh, but, yeah, go check him out. He's doing great stuff over there. I'm not just saying that because I kind of contribute every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely go check it out. Listen to it. I like helping him out or giving him ideas because I know he's already doing great stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so go check him out. Mr. Swagtastic on YouTube. And, of course, again, I'm starting to, I'm losing count of how many <laughs> social media accounts I'm on and what each. Okay, so follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, 
at TronPilgrim87. You can follow me on Twitter, Vero, TikTok, which that's... It is what it is. <laughs> um, you can send me a friend request on PlayStation at TronPilgrim. Uh, and you can follow Nerds of the Roundtable on Facebook. Uh, you can always catch me here on Nerds of the Roundtable, anchor.fm slash nerds. We're also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever podcasts are available. And uh, remember, stay hydrated, folks. Water is your friend. <laughs> Join us next time, same nerd time, same nerd channel. Good night, everybody.